Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 134, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production yeah. of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and oh. fuck Fox News. Fuck it's All right. Monday, May 18th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds because you're mine. I'm Jack O'Brien. Uh, that is courtesy of Hannah Saltis, and I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I don't like to eat Reese's. More into Captain Crunch. Cut my mouth on the ceiling. Don't give a fuck. The sugar has appealing. Okay, thank you to Hannah Soltis. It's been a while, aka Goddess, since uh, your inspirations, your genius works have graced my timeline. Uh, But thank you, Hannah, for that wonderful Papa Roach inspired aka. Great to have her back, and we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by our co-host, Jamie Loftus! I'd like to make DZ believe that Jamie is the Zam Queen. It's hard to say she'd rather have an egg with some good cheese. If Sonny the Knife could just vote, oh please, it'd be for Joe B. Thank you so much to at Holly Biv. Really made my morning. I don't. I don't know if I've ever done a Fireflies AKA. I feel like I'm in eleventh grade first. again. What? What is that? What was that? Who are what? we? Owl What's City, fire, bro. Owl City, Miles. Miles, come We're- on, man. What the heck, <laughs> I'm a dude? fucking 35 year old Blackenese guy from the valley. What, what the fuck is Owl City? Dude, I have no. Owl City is for everybody. <laughs> what is it? I did it? not is it know what was happening. I just I mean, it has knew to be Jamie a band. was nailing it. it. You yeah. would. I think if you heard the song, you would know it. It's on me. It's on me. No, no, no. no. Uh, we're not starting that. No, we're not starting. No, we're not going fine. back to the national no, anthem now. You did a great job. You did I great. Did I did bad. <laughs> well, we're oh, they did vanilla Twilight. They're <laughs> of course they Fuck. did. I don't even know what that is, but classic yeah. vanilla Twilight. That's like basically the genre of music that they're that that that, that <laughs> right. Yeah, if you it's like vanilla, vanilla Twilight. Twilight, yeah. Right. Hey, we're thrilled to be joined in our fourth seat by the hilarious, the talented Jackie Johnson. I wish I had a song, but you know what? You can't top Owl City. And Jamie, don't sell yourself short. That was an excellent rendition. Thank that you. That was beautiful. Miles, you, we got to get you. I could not believe your eyes. It's a million fireflies. Wow. Yeah, you're like one um, of my favorite is, singers. Oh, thank you. Okay, next time when it's my fourth <laughs> appearance on mm-hmm. DZ, I will freaking stomp the yard like y'all won't even know what's coming with my cover song okay because i open every natch butte with a cover song and like they are so dear to my heart but i didn't want to like i didn't know if like the fourth seat was allowed you don't want to show us oh no you oh i remember i think last time uh, when the first time you graced us with your pipes i was singing somebody was singing britney spears and then you hopped in and then i was like okay well just take the microphone (laughs) well (laughs) You know what? I always say everyone in LA can sing. Go to karaoke and you'll go, oh yeah, everyone can sing. I mean, you know, I always say move home. Or if you're thinking about moving to LA, don't. We're full. We have enough talent. 
<laughs> Everyone can sing here. So Everyone's funny. Talent. We're all attractive. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, okay. it's hard it's, out here. Don't step onto my singing block, you guys, because I've got this covered. Okay. <laughs> I think we all know that. My patch. Jackie, how are you quarantining? How's it going for you? You know, it's it's not easy having an open floor plan in one bathroom. Yeah. It's it's a lot. I um, you know, my boyfriend, he was actually just on this show a couple weeks ago. Last week. Mm. And, was that last um, week? Was it? Who knows? What is time? Know. What I are know. days? Let's stop what using words like weeks and days. Like he was, you know, back over there. Right. He was here and you know, he's always he's he just has a book out. He's promoting it. I mean, literally, sometimes he's like on the phone with congressmen and I'm like, "Hey, I need to t- drop a deuce. Can you mute that mic?" <laughs> like it's just there's no there's no space and I'm trying to not embarrass him, you know, like eating my peanut butter puffins while he's talking to like somebody running like a voter rights initiative in the other room. Like it's it's been hard, but we're doing our best. Sure. Well, it's great to have you back. Thank you. Yeah, the one bathroom can be a absolute battle. I know they're oof. Yeah. <laughs> one bathroom, especially like it's hard now in core because it used to be like people have routines getting out the house in the morning. So I'm like, yep. And then that's we had ways to, yes. you know, sort of uh, diplomatically share the bathroom. Yes. And now it's like yeah. like me pounding on like the door and be like, hey, man, I, come on, man. I need to get in there, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and if you're eating all the same food at the same time, uh, you know, you're on the same schedules, it can get a little dicey. Mm-hmm. It is very stressful. I've never had to poop at the same time as someone so frequently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Where yeah. you're just like, oh, whoa, it just hit. And then, but he like beat me by two minutes. And then he's yeah. like, it's going to be 10 minutes till you have access to this room. The cycles right. lock up. The cycles yeah. link yeah. up. I'm We're telling so- you, sometimes I'm like, should one of us just kitchen sink it? How bad is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I've had, to, I've had, uh, when I lived in Santa Monica, we had one bathroom and we would frequently have toilet troubles and we would, uh, yeah, there, there was some kitchen sinking going on. There was some bathroom <laughs> sinking going on. There was some reliance on uh, the Starbucks up the street going on. And yeah. sometimes they were like, uh, they, they got like, tired. Hey, of Jack. Us. <laughs> it's rough. I mean, we don't even have a Starbucks. I mean, we both have therapy, and like, I'll make Ben go sit in his car for my therapy, and vice versa. And one time, I was in the middle of my therapy appointment, and he runs in like, "I got a shit, I got a shit, man." And I'm like, "Oh, you know what? We're doing our best." Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners what we're talking about. It is a Monday episode, so that means we're gonna be going over. Uh, some culture that we consumed over the weekend. I watched Sleepless, the 2017 Jamie Foxx movie that I thought was a new Netflix movie uh, and (laughs) figured out that it was an old movie halfway through. Uh, It was, yeah, we'll talk about that. Miles and JM, our writer, uh, watched Shrek the Musical, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so excited. Jamie and Jackie watched The Wrong Missy, which yeah. is that right? Is that what it's called? With Lauren Lapkus and David it is. Spade. I kept calling it the other Missy, but it's in fact called The Wrong Missy. And then at one point, David Spade says The Wrong Missy, and you're like, oh, right. The titular line. He reminds <laughs> he reminds you. I kept thinking it was the other Missy, but then David Spade kept saying the correct name. It was helpful. Yeah. That script really uh, is, is there for you. I. 
I get the feeling that at some point he's going to learn that uh, maybe she's the right Missy. Uh, but I don't know. We'll 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 fit. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Um, no don't spoilers. Don't spoil it. I know. I'm sorry. The NBA may be coming back. Uh, Joe Biden is MIA except for like he makes a 15 minute appearance to just like fuck up uh, for a little bit. Uh, so we might talk about that stuff if we have time. Uh, but first, Jackie, we like to ask our guests what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. Apple Martin. Apple <laughs> Martin. Like, Are we okay. familiar with Apple Martin? Yes. But I'm familiar with Apple Martin's Martini. Gwen, yeah, Gwyneth right. and Chris. Yes. I'm telling you, I did not know what this person looked like. I saw a paparazzi photo. She's 15. And honey, there has never been a human being that has put a blender, two people in a blender and mixed together and oh, come out a perfect no. human being mix of the two of her parents. I mean- it is wild. Oh, wow. She is literally oh. the two of them mixed together. Oh, yeah. wow. River. I was That's like, weird. what? I mean, that I remember when she was born, but like she's a full-fledged human now. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just weird. like Maya Hawk DNA. where you're like, you're like, wait, you were a baby, but now you're an adult. It, what is she have like dreams and shit? Is she trying to do something? Or is she I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that- <laughs> Her and Dakota Johnson are like BFF, and and at first I thought that was weird, but I was like, they're yeah, they're that's 15 kind of an old different. best friend. They're fifteen years different, but you know, Dakota's fifteen years different from her dad, so like she's dead in the center of the two of them. Oh. But I'm just like, oh. and then I started looking up all these other damn kids. Look up um, Ava Phillippe. Ryan Phillippe oh, and oh, Reese Witherspoon's daughter. She looks she's just oh, like yeah, Reese yeah, Witherspoon. Yeah. They're, she is them I mixed guess the, together. Perfectly. Those jeans are so strong. That just looks like a picture of Reese Witherspoon Photoshop next to herself. Well, it's like Apple <laughs> yeah, Martin it's so and uh, Apple Martin and Dakota Johnson are also the exact same kind of nepotism. So it does sort of yes. make sense. They're like right. two very famous yet different people having a kid. Like it's that's You're that's right. a similar nepotism flavor. Well, I bet they discuss like their famous parents all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that might if be I one of their nepotism, like common conversations. Shut up about They're like, it. wait, wasn't <laughs> your grandma in uh Meet the Parents? That's so funny. Like I love Blythe Danner. <laughs> like, <laughs> Blythe Danner though, her genes are strong because Gwyneth Hell looks yeah. she's got the full on Blythe Danner vibes and that has only continued. What that Danner genealogy that we need to look into those genetics because that mm. that in the witherspoons because typically you'll see like i think jack your kids are a blend of you and your wife that's very clear then there, sometimes you see people who just somehow like forced another person to just cleave yeah. off a copy of themselves and you're like <laughs> oh my god i don't see any right. of you in this child it looks like all the other person so it's interesting that's to actually see a direct quote battle. from my dad about my kids he said i don't <laughs> see any of you in him <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a weird thing to say. Um, oh, really? Damn, it's like, like the first look, time you see I was like, Oh, yeah. dude, it's so hard to look at a baby and be like, I oh, know, I see baby? it. And people who oh, say bro. they do, they're full of shit. I'm one of exactly. those liars that's like, <laughs> looks just like you. Oh, my God. Same. Oh, my God. My heart's my, the chin. It. It's in the chin. The chin. <laughs> the it's chin. your chin. Unless you're talking to Reese Witherspoon, that is a lie. <laughs> you will never get a parent to be like, really? I don't see it. They'll always be like, I know, <laughs> I know. right? I do look like them. My um, niece was born two months ago, and uh, she's beautiful. Looks nothing like 
my cousin at all at all but i'm just oh. like wow i see it in the nose like just guessing <laughs> everything's a question she looks right. like you she looks like you <laughs> uh jackie what is something you think is underrated okay <clears throat> we're all cooking at home right now right uh-huh. yes so underrated adding fresh herbs to your shit okay Ooh, love i'm this. telling you you can get a microwave pizza or a, a you know a box pizza in the freezer put some damn herbs honey get that basil going pop that basil on there you're like where am i italy <laughs> am i in tuscany get those herbs sweetie i know they're intimidating if you've never bought herbs but like get those herbs going i'm telling you get that cilantro going get those chives going if you're feeling freaky get that dill going you aren't even gonna know what's happening you're gonna be like where am i right now am i at olive garden like this is delicious can i say that just uh just based on the energy you're, you're bringing right now, I would say you're probably top five people in the universe to be quarantined with. Well, last time we had to bring up the fact that, Jackie, you you were ahead of us on our hand-washing game because last time you were yeah. here, you were like, yo, wash yeah. your hands for, for two happy birthdays or whatever, or That's whatever true. this thing is. I am and a hand-washing influencer. Yeah. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and I want to credit you because I almost, I think I will credit you with my own safety because after that, I actually did consider like what you were saying and became better with my hand washing. Cut to core. I'm, I'm alive. Thank you, Jackie. You, you should have seen welcome, his hands everybody. before oh, you got to him, Jackie. It was disgusting. My, all dead Flies skin. buzzing everywhere. People just... thought I was wearing gloves. Yeah. It was just it was dirt. Really gross. Just yeah. dirt. Yeah. I would always wash from the wrist up. <laughs> I've always been a really neurotic hand washer. Even like when I take my dog out at night, like I come inside and I wash because I'm like, I touched, I touched the doorknob. You know, like I've always been like yeah. that and I guess it's saving my life now. So yeah, certainly. Yeah. I noticed that you have a bespoke uh, mic cover. It's a different mic cover than uh, your boyfriend had. That's, it's another. Well, smart... she has a brand, Jack. She has yeah. a brand. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh yeah, I mean, and 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 I sanitize everything. You think I let him touch me? No way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Has hazmat suit intercourse? I mean, we're how's, yeah, nobody's yeah. getting near me. How does you know? uh, Chooch's coat? How's Chooch's coat looking right now? Chuchi just had a fresh cut. She's looking okay. fresh. Oh, Good. Wanted, yeah. she's, wanted, you know, she's got the pom pom ears. Choo-choo. Yep. Wow. The other thing about herbs, though, for everybody, you have plenty of time. They're they're cheap. Like sometimes grocery stores yeah. have living basil or living herbs that you can just take home from the grocery. You don't have to go to like a nursery. A potted plant. Yeah, and then yeah. just give that give that little give that some life, and you got herbs going, baby. <laughs> I'm Ooh. telling you, you got yourself a damn herb garden. Yeah, get Ugh. those herbs out. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, this one I'm excited about. Uh-oh. Lotion. I'm done with lotion. Whoa. We are only oiling. Wow. We're oiling only. Only oil wow. now. Wait, wow. wait, unpack it. Because I take, I, I think of all the people in the world, I take your skincare advice the most seriously. So please unpack this. Okay, so I don't know if y'all have been noticing, but there is now body oils, face oils. Honey, right. I'm all about those oils. I oil I up my ass my own every face day. Oil. There you oh. go. So you could rub that and then just do the neck with it. Yeah, expel it from your pores and then just rub it back. Rub it back in, honey. Yes, free oil. But no, I I don't know why. Like I just feel like a cream isn't as satisfying. But now that there's body oils, 
honey, you look like J-Lo. Like, you really do look like <laughs> J-Lo from, like, the Jenny from the Block video. Like, I'm just like, damn, wow. I'm looking like J-Lo. I'm eating like I'm in Tuscany. I am living my best damn core life. So right. I if recommend I buying like that body oil. on her worst day, I would, I would take that. Right. She's, Same. I think we all would. I'm, yeah. I started using coconut oil because I have to cut my hair so low on my head. My scalp gets really dry. So I started using, I got into the oils through coconut oil. Yes. And I started, that would help keep my scalp moisturized. And then I was like, fuck it. Like, my, my, I'm always v- quite ashy uh, living in this dry climate. And I started using coconut oil here and there. But I don't, is that, is that good? Is yes. that fine? Coconut oil is an oil. That's what I'm talking about. You All could right, bring that good. oil, Miles, head to toe. You could oil up the arms, oil the feet, oil the legs. Yeah. Secondary concern. How do I? How much time do I need before I put on clothes so it doesn't look like I had a bag of French fries spilled all over my clothes? <laughs> you know, that's your own personal preference because that is a mood. Right. <laughs> we call that Just your clothes are like transparent in places. We call right. that nude minutes. Uh, when Cameron Esposito <laughs> came on Natch Butte, she was like, "I do nude minutes." So I come out of the shower, I do my body oil routine, or what, and then I have my nude minutes. And then I put on my clothes. Ah, and that helps uh, okay. any kind of staining or damage yes. from the oils. Yes. That's all okay. I need to know. Because all the time I'm like, I just feel like I'm, it's easy to put on my legs or whatever because I'm like, my mm-hmm. jeans would never know. But there are other times I'm my, reg- my regular moisturizer has been making me break out lately too. I don't even know why, but I got Well, you know what? My myth might help that. Ooh. Okay, okay. What's the myth? Seamless. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't even plan that. So- the myth is you don't need sunscreen if you don't go outside. So during quarantine, you don't need to be doing sunscreen. That is wrong, honey. Mm. The sun is getting us through the windows. And it is making, <laughs> it's making all our skin look like shit. I mean, I was like, why do I look like shit? I'm not going outside. I'm not wearing makeup. It's because I wasn't doing sunscreen. And all these damn windows in this sunny condo were <laughs> fucking up my skin. So none of you are safe. None of you are safe, okay? Sunscreen every day. Even if you're in quarantine and you're staying in your damn house, you got to sunscreen up because the sun is getting us. What's the Wait, so what do you mean just from not having protection when you say, I can't imagine how your skin would ever look like, quote unquote, shit. But um, what what do you mean by that? Like, what were you noticing that you're like, something is happening? Okay, I was starting to get discoloration, meaning like dark spots. And then Ben was like, hey, you look tan. And I'm like, it's not tan. It's just like darkness. Like my face was starting to get sort of um, discoloration and and my skin tone was getting uneven. And then Mm -hmm. I noticed, you know, bless his little Jewish heart, he started getting red neck. Uh You know what I mean? (laughs) You're pointing to the back of your neck. He started getting sun from just being in the house. Damn. So we all need to be wearing sunscreen is what I'm saying. Just because you're not going outside, you need sunscreen. Everybody, mm-hmm. you hear me? And Jamie, if you're having su- some issues, it might be because the sun the sun's is hurting you. The me. sun is still public <laughs> enemy number one. Damn the sun it. is yeah. still public They're, enemy number those one. Those UV radiation, that it, it giveth and it taketh. I was wondering, I'm telling you. I, like my skin has been on a wild journey since quarantine started. There have been weeks that I'm like, I, it's never looked this good. I've never been drinking this much water before. And then this week was just a plummet for reasons unclear to me. Maybe it's the sun. I'm telling Mm. you, if you spend any time near any windows. (laughs) Me every day. He's out to get us. He's out to get us. (laughs) Helios? (laughs) Apollo? 
I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about stuff. And we're back. And just a couple things to cover off on real quick. So Biden continues to be hidden, mostly from sight. Uh, I've seen various ways that people are covering it. Some people are like, man, he's really bad at this, uh, which we knew heading into the uh, primary. He's like Mr. Gaff guy. Uh, He's run for president like dozens of times and fucks it up every time. So now, like, in 15-minute increments, while he's at home and there's no crowd there cheering him on, uh, just it's just a bad look. He's, like, swapping the number of deaths with the number of jobs lost. Yeah, he's just oh, really? gaffful. I mean, the one benefit is he doesn't necessarily have to get out there because because of the pandemic. Like, he can just comparatively not say anything while Trump has, like, Kaylee McEnany, like, waving binders around wildly being like obama just gave us paper as a plan you see like right i think that's why a lot of people are like eh, you know honestly well, that's like the, that's the <laughs> thing with biden is like sometimes not hearing from him it, like often not hearing from him is better than hearing from him his his like right. already sorted reputation stays intact the less he speaks uh yeah if he's like addicted to making himself look like a dumbass it was a yeah. it was an interesting quote he had where he was like, "Hey, if anybody in their heart believes the Tara Reid's allegations, then don't vote for me." Was sort of like yeah. his right. vote your heart, Jack. Which was like, hold on, well, he I pushed mean, pushed his finger into people's chest. Rape culture is mainly in the heart. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Yes, that's where. Uh, yeah, that's where it lit. Uh, well, and also just like the idea of like that's not. Don't even use that. Like, well, if you're voting for me, it's because you believe that I'm innocent. It's like, no, no, no. That's that's really not the case. There's just a binary I have to choose between at the moment. And that's what it is. Because yeah. if I was voting with my heart, I, that's the reason I wasn't supporting you in the primary. Because I was yeah. voting with my heart then. So Leave my heart out of it. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Leave my fuck there. Ugh. My He's heart's just... had enough, especially watching this damn Shrek musical. The thing with... Okay. It's, <laughs> I'm so excited uh, to hear your takes. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> with Biden, it's like, I also... I'm like, yeah, he should be saying and doing more. But like, I also have zero faith that what he says or does would be useful or productive. So I ultimately, I'm like, just stay in the room, whatever. And then there's a couple back-to-work things. The NBA may be going back-to-work. They may be uh, doing... like There's rumblings that uh, they're coming back in the middle of July to do just the playoffs. Um, but there's like the... I don't know. The All the best players had a call, and they were like, yeah, let's do it. And I, I still feel like there's going to be a lot of players who are like not super no. down for that yeah. and it could be really messy and you wasn't know. the idea to have them play in some like bubble like enclosed like controlled facilities so it's like they're really in control of who's in and out and stuff yeah the thing i'm hearing is orlando and again this i i never talked to uh, my dad works for the nba and I, I never talked to him about stuff like this so i'm not hearing this from him i'm hearing it uh, from i thought you're like and i never talked has, i never talked to my dad i never talked to <laughs> never talked to my dad <laughs> i was like oh uh, shit <laughs> haven't heard from him since he said my kids don't look like me so uh, <laughs> but uh i i my, I have a friend who like hangs around with a lot of people in LA who are like NBA connected, and he 
says that he's hearing uh, July 15th and it's going to be Orlando and they're going to do the playoffs, basically. Well, uh, that which... makes sense that Florida would be <laughs> right, the exactly. place. Yeah. Like, of the most likely states to lift Quar for, for some, some shit. Is Florida yeah. right? How about yeah. you? How or just you know reward the people of New Zealand with NBA playoff basketball? I was gonna say, yeah. man, why not go back to New Zealand where like you can actually have crowds because the they contained they successfully, it successfully. Yeah, but that'll be like the smallpox circus coming to town where they're like, dude, a plane full of fucking American. No, 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 no. Well, Sorry, yeah, you man. would have to. I mean, whatever they do, they're gonna have to quarantine them for fifteen days and then test them to make sure right. that everybody is virus free and then they'll play but you know it's just too uh as as jeff goldblum taught us all in jurassic park uh, nature finds a way so i i just feel like it's gonna be too hard to to figure it out uh that said i would love to watch it um man this is just such shitty timing because i've been watching the last dance and now i'm like the biggest freaking mb you know fan of basketball (laughs) ever I'm like ready yeah. to go now. I'm like, I'm yeah. in, honey. I'm in, but there's no games. Super producer Anna Hosnier uh, forwarded uh, a story to us that I had missed that uh, Michael Jordan approved the last dance when LeBron like won the championship in 2016 and like kind of started <laughs> legitimizing the argument that he might be the greatest of all time because he like beat the team that won 73 games with like a much worse team. And Jordan was like, nah, fuck. <laughs> like, Release the footage. People need to know. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, you know, there was a moment probably where someone on ESPN, like it was a Stephen A. Smith, he heard someone articulate. And I mean, now yeah. LeBron's got to be in the GOAT conversation. And like, right. and for Jordan, he's like, and Boom. that was all I needed. Yeah. And that was all I needed. <laughs> Every, and that was all I needed joke is the funniest thing I've ever yeah. heard. <laughs> it's the best. Kroger is also, uh, I mean, their their employees have been essential employees, but they were paying an extra $2 an hour, and that was called the hero bonus, uh, yeah. which was great. And now, because their executives need more money, they're going to stop doing that as of the yep. end of last week. Uh, I mean, wow. They're giving them $2 like in a way to say, hey, we acknowledge the the risk you are taking by continuing to help generate revenue for our business. Although yes, providing groceries is essential. Let's not get it twisted. The people who work at the grocery store aren't going there because they're like, bro, the checks are so fat. (laughs) I'd be foolish not to go into work. Um, This is just, this is just part of like being a, what the hardship of being a wage worker in this country because wages are not living wages. So already Kroger was in some shit. Because after this, like, you know, it's also Fred Meyer, I think, and Kroger. If you're in L.A., it's Ralph's. It's the same people. But basically, they're saying, yeah, we don't want to give any more money. Prior to that, they were getting in real deep shit because they were essentially telling workers, like, hey, even if you feel ill, like, why don't you try coming on in? And people were like, whoa, whoa, what is excuse? No. And they're like, oh, no, no, we were joking. We're joking. And then eventually had to be shamed (laughs) into, like, yeah, no, seriously. Then they, like, essentially had to relent. And then they're like, fine. If any employee that's too pussy to come into work because they're ill, you'll get two weeks paid vacation for now. Um, so then all that's been going on. They've already been in the, a, a bad light. And then Judd Legum, who, you know, he was sort of looking into some of these SEC filings from the company, found that the CEO 
basically their total compensation for 2019 was 21 million dollars and a lot of that money came in the form of a bonus in March of this year not to say that this is tied directly to covid but let's just say as the world was coming apart he came into a lot of money right. and not not necessarily because of how he was treating the workers but this is the situation again if you want to just do some juxtaposition the average annual salary or annual income for an essential worker essential at Kroger is about 27,000. This man makes $21 million. That's a ratio of 789 to one. So That's you're telling just me- like not a living wage. No. It's just, yeah. What's more is in 2018, that ratio was only 483 to one. So they went from yeah. 483 to one to 789 to one. As people who are putting their lives on the line to generate that money that they take in their salary- uh, are losing their lives. And many people who work at Kroger's have been losing their lives. Not to mention, there's yeah. many places where this is happening, but there's been an uproar saying like, hey, there's people in, there's someone who lost their life in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in Michigan. They're raising this concern that like, we still don't feel safe. Now, the one last thing I just want to say is that the Judd Legum, when he was looking at how the bonuses are given out, that bonus, it's tied to the CEO creating as much free cash flow as possible within the company. Like that's an actual, um, it's he's incentivized to create as much free cash flow. And when you're giving people a $2 hero bonus, that is not going to create free cash flow. So we're also seeing like it's set up to incentivize them being cruel uh, to their to their customers or to their employees yeah. rather. It doubles down on the frustrating nature of a lot of these commercials that are coming out right now that are like, Praising essential yeah. workers now as more like than ever. heroes, and like, but there's also like big companies that are. I mean, Amazon has been doing it. They have like every YouTube ad I've been getting is uh, takes place in an Amazon workhouse talking about how much they value and they're like our essential workers are blah blah blah. And it's like it's the most fucking condescending thing in the world. Our essential, essential workers, workers are getting fired for raising concerns about the conditions in our warehouses for, for attempting to unionize. Like it's 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 the most condescending thing in the world to make a PSA about how you consider your essential workers to be heroes, but you are firing them for standing up for themselves and have never in the history of your company paid them a living wage. And the grocery and on your way to no. being the first trillionaire on earth. It's yeah. just the most, it's, it's evil. Uh, it's fucking it's evil. evil. Like, it's evil. Someone put a thing as like, he could, he could afford to like solve world hunger twice a year and still keep money in his pocket. Like yeah. when you actually are sitting on that amount of money, like something has to give. And I don't know at yeah. what point that's going to happen, but what the fuck are you going to do with all that money? Don't just sit on until you die and be like, I just want a bunch of libraries erected with my name. No, 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 no. Yeah. We have people starving right now and you can do something. Exactly. And, and just so everyone's clear, this is this doesn't have to be the case. Like the disparity mm -hmm. CEO compensation has grown 940% since 1978. Typical worker compensation has risen 12%. So it's, you yeah. know, they're, it's just it's by a, design. Yeah. It's a scam. Yeah. Well, and again, um, it's, uh, this is why they use the term wage slaves, wage slavery, mm -hmm. because you, you, if, if you had a choice, right, you could say, well, I'm paid enough that I could take any job I want. But because of certain financial situations for people and the way we compensate people, you're locked in a cycle where you can only take a certain job. It's hard to move up upwardly because you don't have the necessary uh, opportunities there for education or training or whatever. And then you get stuck in this cycle. Meanwhile, th let's not forget the people that are protesting are the like older white people who just want their servers to come back and be served. 
Uh, and also the billionaire class, it's like, I need my wage slaves to go back to work because I'm seeing my my revenues go, whoop, and I have a lot of, and I'm used to getting billions of dollars every year. And this is, that's what we're, yeah, whatever. This yeah. is what, this is constant. This is what it's always going to be until we actually begin solving this kind of issue. Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk, let's talk about uh, the culture that we consumed before our uh, second break. I can just run through Sleepless real quick, a movie that I went into thinking was a Netflix original. It was a movie that came out in 2017, uh, directed by uh, the person who directed and created that German show Dark that's on Netflix that I've talked about before. That's pretty cool. And it's like uh, Donnie Darko, but a series and like somewhat smart. But anyways, this movie will make you like that show less because it's just kind of a dumb action movie. It's like Taken, if Liam Neeson didn't have a particular set of skills and oh. was <laughs> below average height. Uh, they keep, like There are multiple times when like it's clear that he's shorter than the people around him, which makes me like Jamie Foxx because... Uh, he's not doing the know, Tom Cruise thing? Yeah, he's not doing the Tom Cruise uh, but also if Liam Neeson would lose his daughter in a crowded bar like that, that is something that happens uh, in this is that Jamie Foxx like rescues his son from the people holding him hostage. And then they're like walking through a crowded bar and he gets separated from his son just because it's crowded. And then his son <laughs> gets re-kidnapped. It's it's amazing. That uh, rock infuriating, infuriating writing. There, did he? I, I would love a reverse Liam Neeson speech from Jamie Foxx. Like, hi, I don't have a particular set <laughs> yeah. of skills. Yeah. I have like I'm a generalized set of skills that most people have. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting because it's like he's a badass cop type movie. But like people keep sneaking up on him at like <laughs> when his car is like stopped at a traffic light or he like doesn't notice when he's being like conspicuously tailed by someone. Like it's. All the stuff that you expect from an action hero cop, like he just doesn't do. And then it ends with him in a hospital saying, I'm a good cop to this other like woman uh, who is like a good cop. And she's like, I know, but it's like not convincing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, end credits. Jamie Foxx, I do love like he he has some very charming moments. There's a part where he uh, stabs a bad guy in the neck with one of those uh, champagne bottles with a sparkler in it. Uh, that people <laughs> wait, do like at, at the nightclub. Yeah, at the nightclub, uh, which is pretty dope. Wait, how does that? Uh, that? Me- how does that mechanically work? He breaks the bottom of the thing. Like he broke the bottle off. Yeah, oh. but like doesn't bother <laughs> putting the sparkler out. I thought he yeah. just snagged oh. the bottle from the bottle that service was, person. Yeah, that was, like, was not how straight I pictured your neck, it. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> it's just comedic, as the sparkler that. goes out, uh, you see the life draining from the bad guy's face. So like, oh, that's kind of treat. like a dope. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good oh. visual, and also uh, Scoot McNary is uh, in it as like a real bad bad guy, and he has he gives a good performance. Uh, I like Jamie Foxx. I give it two thumbs up. <laughs> also, it's a very confusing prequel to Sleepless in Seattle. I was uh, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's like one of those movies that it takes place in the same universe, but it's just more of like an anthology series. Yeah. Like just to believe. Yeah. They don't explain why it's called Sleepless. Like the movie takes place during the course of one night, but it doesn't like go 
deep into the night. It's like a couple hours, but it's not a particularly late night by Vegas standards. It's just like, uh, anyways, five stars. Great movie. Maybe there was like a whole storyline about how he's having like sleep issues and they just had to cut it for time. You know, maybe he's like having like stress sleep problems or like hormone problems. Or he can't get his Sometimes rim. I can't sleep before yeah. my period, you know, like they're, they might have just cut that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does like put himself under unnecessary stress. It turns out. So at first you think he's a crooked cop and it turns out he's been undercover as a crooked cop. But he had to pretend to be a crooked cop even to his wife and son uh, to the point that their marriage is falling apart. Oh, no. But like, it's not clear mm. why, like for who was he doing like that? Like shitty Serpico? Right. Yeah, like shitty Serpico or Donnie uh, Brasco, except he like his wife is not going to rat him out. Like, and like, she's like, meanwhile, like moved on to another guy and he's like, no, fuck that. You can't move on to another guy because I'm still your husband. Uh, I'm just undercover as somebody Ooh. who's a shitty, toxic husband. Uh, anyways. Glad I wasn't 14 when this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm undercover as a shitty boyfriend. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm just That's doing research. Me. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a break. And then when we come back, the Shrek musical and the wrong Missy. And we're back. And Miles, you watched the Shrek musical. This is not just like some fan video I'm that so they excited. took from the crowd. This is the Netflix. The full, it's a whole ass Broadway fucking production. It's impressive, isn't it? Now, mind you, remember <laughs> what I said last week? I said, I hate musicals. I don't like them. Yeah. I mean, oh, like, so oh, fine. Like, a musical is a musical. But <laughs> but then I saw her face. <laughs> now, now I'm a I'm believer. A bully. Uh, do they have All-Star in this? No, no. Famously, they do not have All-Star. We will get to that. My first, I just want to say up top, <laughs> actually a quite pleasurable experience. It's not like, wow. in, in terms of like, it's not like you I was did like it, Shrek moved. The musical. I was I wasn't I wasn't moved you know emotionally, but I also wasn't hating what I saw because I think I realized what the sweet spot is for me with musicals. When they're too like like actual legit mute like Chicago or some shit or Rent, I'm like mm, I don't know like this. There's like some real shit going on here. Shrek, mm. I'm like grateful. This little Shrek ass ogre got kicked out by his parents and has to figure it out on his own. Ends up in the swamp, meets some homies. Great. There's fart jokes. There's, there's a whole fart jokes. song. There's yeah, the fart. There's like fart solos. Uh, fart I was solos. like, la I was like, kind of laughing. That's great. Why is he kicked out by his parents? It was, I think, like a remnant from the original story where the guy was pitching it to DreamWorks. He had a few different like origin stories that they could kick off Shrek with, like whether his parents were fighting about kicking him out or whatever. But I think it's just sort of meant to say like this is a person who already feels ostracized because that's sort of like thematically the through line because by the end, it's completely about self-acceptance. Are his rah, parents not Shreks? No, they're, they're full-on ogres. No, his parents are very Shreks. Yeah. Now, I will say, I was disappointed, like most people, with the absence of All-Star, but they do make up for it with I'm a Believer, a rousing number at the very end where they even mm -hmm. change the audio so it sounds like you're hearing like, like a real show. Like they switch from like the production mics to like some PA stuff. Enjoyed that. Uh, but the smash mouth thing, 
everyone's like, what's going on? Now, most people maybe suspect that it was because like a rights issue. But mm-hmm. JM did a little research and found that you can get a Smash Mouth to perform at your private event for $40,000. Oh, so yeah. they, I wonder what it was then. That's very weird. I've heard, I mean, because we've heard like the lead singer is kind of a dick. So I wonder if like maybe yeah. something's happened in like them wanting way more money than they're like, because uh, this not musical was it. also, yeah, it was made during the, it was like during a recession it came out. So this production yeah, actually no lost a million dollars even doing it. Damn. Yeah. Now I want to tell you, people who like musicals, I'm assuming, I was really, I'm really sleeping on production. Okay, I didn't realize how good it can be. Now, if you have some musicals with amazing set changes, please tell me because those are the moments I found myself being like, yo, I'm stupid for like just blanket hating on musicals because it is a production. And there is a moment where the mask goes into like DVD features and seamlessly turns into Princess Fiona as a teenager on stage with some fucking screens and shit. I was like, yes, and I was high. Being like, no, I rewound that shit to try and figure out what the fuck happened. (laughs) That Um, number where she's like singing in the tower. Yes. Yeah. And then she goes around and like the age progression happens with new actresses. And the person who plays Farquaad, um, I'm pretty sure he did that whole show on his knees. Legend. Legend. Yes, he did. On his knees to be the height of Lord Farquaad. (laughs) They have a very tall man get on his knees instead of But they give like a a nice fun prosthetic costume that like goes from his hip to like his knee that looks like the whole leg. It's and so goofy. His cape like obscures the fact that he's actually on his knees. So this dude's doing full choreography. He's going full out on his knees. Isn't that problematic to have a small person played by somebody on their knees? Well, no, I think they're just meaning to say like Farquad, his character was just short in stature rather than saying like Got he it. may have okay. been like have any sort of like medically was short. Just to show because you know, his character's like this like short dude with a big head who's just like That's super right. cocky That's and insecure. Right. Huh. Um, he was nominated yeah. for a Tony for that too. He, for damn son, I'm not Christopher mad. Christopher Sieber. I mean, yeah, he did a very good job. Uh, I could also, see, question. I could see people being like, "Oh, that's not." I I don't know. I, I I'm not the authority yeah. on that, but I thought I Christopher would know. Sieber yeah, if crushed. it is tasteless, please tell me because I didn't think it was meant to look like to say, "Oh, we're making fun of somebody," rather than like Farquaad is meant to be smaller than everyone else. This person, this is how we're achieving that through the magic of Broadway. But the context I'm moments- thinking of is the comic character Dwarf. Uh, oh, Dorf? Dorf on Golf? That's yeah, Dorf, which, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> D-O-R-F, so it wasn't problematic. D-O-R-F. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably cool. But though. like, so Fiona, right, she's a human, and then at night she turns to an ogre. Mm-hmm. How does she get in and out of that makeup so fucking quick? There's really good behind the scenes uh, video, like all the behind the scenes videos for, I don't remember exactly how it's done, but there is like a process video shown. It's, it's, and it's fucking Sutton Foster. She rocks. She's so good. Yeah. I'll just say, I light a candle with her face on it every night. I mean, she is, (laughs) oh, hallowed be thy name, Sutton Foster. She can do no wrong. Yeah. Where is she from? Like, I'm ignorant to the majesty of Sutton Foster. Well, she, so she was uh, Millie in third early modern Millie. Mm-hmm. I believe the original Millie. So she originated the role. Um, and then she was in Anything Goes and won a Tony for that revival. Um, and then on television, she is on a show called Younger, uh, yes. which is on TV Land, which that is show in its rules. Like seventh season or something. Um, but she's just a Broadway queen and she's just iconic. Got it. And I saw sense. her in Into the Woods at the Hollywood Bowl last summer, RIP mm-hmm. Hollywood Bowl. Um, but she's just an incredible Broadway performer. She's just that really, makes sense. Really good. Also, I, yeah, yeah. I realized how ignorant I was too, because like some person would just come on stage for the first time, and they're like, 
Yes. Yes. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Brian Darcy it's James her. and Sutton Foster are like two Broadway legends, and it's so wild to me that they agreed to be Shreks. They must have right. made so much money doing this show because it must it I can't imagine that's an easy sell yeah. to be like, okay, Queen of Broadway, we're gonna put you in five hundred pounds of makeup every night for a year. It but was- she kills it. It's interesting, JM put together some reviews that people were talking about early on, and there's like, you know, some people were saying like that it had this like clear gay pride subtext. I'm like, fam, you're at a musical. You know what I mean? Like you're you're in the community already. Like <laughs> don't like this people are singing and dancing and getting free. If that bothers you because they're trying to have a I think in the context, because I said at the end, it's like, let your freak flag fly. What? I'm sorry, Pinocchio's got a wooden nose, bro. And he's trying to embrace that. Yeah. Uh, right. Although the there was like a weird trans transphobic joke in the opening number where the yeah. big bad wolf in the granny costumes like they tore my granny dress now I'm a tranny mess I was like oh, oh, oh. which I was which Whoa. I'm happy to report has been removed from all subsequent productions Them, look and I 2008 whew, different I've times seen, yeah that that's an upsetting joke uh, to have made and that was like low key in the movie as well if I if I'm remembering oh, really? correctly Probably. there okay. was like a transphobic joke in the original Shrek movie but then audiences didn't like it and in all of the regional because I've seen this show live I think like seven times um, wow I've never what? seen this I've never seen this line performed live so they got rid of wow. it wow yeah. and again I think what may have been pleasurable for me even though I'm not I'm not really convinced by musicals or whatever but I think what was nice about this was like there was there were technical things that I really appreciated I liked the humor in like the lightheartedness and it's like it's not it's not gonna bend your mind too much as you watch it and also I think the feeling of like hearing an audience and stuff and seeing a stage performance like felt a little bit more additive than watching like a straight up film on TV. Was that a concern you had going in? Was was that it was gonna bend your mind too much? Cause Shrek because <laughs> well, Princess I mean, it's Fiona. Like, it's just weird. No, because I check out a music musicals and people are like, oh my God. The police officer right. shot my son. Why? <laughs> Why did my son get slaughtered in the street? And I'm like, nah, bro, I can't pivot like that. I can't pivot to song. So when you keep it light and light and funky right. for me, yeah, yeah, easier okay. for me to, to invest. Yeah. You. What was your favorite song? And because I made my list. Really? Okay, I made my list of my top ten favorite songs. I like ranked oh, them all, but okay. like. I'm not yeah, a okay. fan like you, so I can't call them out. I love the fart sequence because it was fun fart for young and fun. old alike. Uh, but true. then when they both are doing their ogre song, when he doesn't realize Fiona's an ogre, and they're both just kind of like lamenting their ogreness, I like that. Who I'd that's, be? The actual yeah, closer? Yeah, 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 yes, yes. The actual closer. Who <laughs> I thank you, Jamie, for being able to articulate. Jamie, all this. you're like a Shrek musical it. stan. Who knew? Yeah, I used to. I wrote. I wrote about it quite a bit back in the day when I was working at the the Globe like five years ago. I saw a production of it like five different times, and it was genuinely very good. You wrote about the fact that you'd seen Shrek the musical five times for the Boston Globe. Uh, it was for their way. It, shockingly, it was web only. But yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> you are I, a legend. <laughs> but there, it's good. Uh, my favorite one is uh, "Build a Wall." That you know, the the one that kind of sounds like a Bon mm-hmm. Jovi song, but yeah. it's Shrek singing about how he's never gonna leave his swamp again. I love that shit. I mean, th- my favorite thing is when I just try to pull up your article, Jamie, and I go, "Jamie Loftus Shrek," and the results a lot are comes so up. yeah. Why this comedian is selling Shrek nudes? Uh, Shrek the musical is an assault on privilege. Is that is that you? 
There, yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I just love what comes up when I search this. I'm so, bookmarking yeah, that for later. Yeah. I, I got to read that. The I, Shrek I love wave, it. The Shrek humor wave is fully over, but it was fun, yeah. and I was there. <laughs> You'll be able to tell your kids and grandkids. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, guys, let's talk about the wrong Missy. Uh, Jamie, Jackie, you guys both watched it. It is the. It has been like at various points the number one movie number one. in American Netflix. Uh, the 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 uh, the Adam Sandler Netflix deal is is truly unkillable. Like it's yeah. like always, always, always number one. Well, I, Jackie, I want you to go first because you have like behind the scenes knowledge of this film that I'm not privy to. Yeah, sort of. I mean, basically, last year was a really wild year for me. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was married and my whole marriage like fell apart. And so I was like, I'm getting a divorce. I was like really sad. And this is while, why, uh, while Lauren Lapkiss was shooting this movie in Hawaii. And uh, she was like, why don't you come visit me? You know, I have this nice hotel room. You know, um, if you've seen the movie. That movie very well could have been shot in Santa Monica, but because it's Netflix <laughs> and Adam Sandler, they were like, let's go to the Four Seasons, yeah. honey. <laughs> so, you know, so I so I went. So I was just, I wasn't on set, but I was there visiting while Lauren was shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so I did like hang out with the cast and like I went to Nobu with David Spade. And um, <laughs> I love that and, sentence. You know, yeah, no we had spade. we we had a lovely dinner a few nights in a row. I had dinner with him a few nights in a row, and like you know, me and Deuce Bigelow were at Nobu. We were talking climate change over edamame. Like I had some really fun experiences, and basically, I just saw like you know, if y'all have followed Lauren Lapkus's career as a comedian, like she's always been like low key killing it, like mm-hmm. guest yeah. starring and doing cartoons and whatever. But it was just really f- great as a friend to see my friend be number two on the call sheet and like kill it and just be the, like the, the titular star of this big movie. And she worked her butt off. As you can see, if you've seen the movie, like stunt wise, they put her in every body of water. They, they threw her off her a cliff. Every, they threw off a cliff. She had to dive into, you know, sharks and sand and dirt and just so many scenes of her emerging from bodies of water with her makeup smeared. Like she really worked her butt off for this movie. And um, it it was just really awesome to see like a a woman and also just a very deserving, talented person kill it and just come in guns blazing in terms of her performance and just how hard she worked. Um, I think all of that really showed in the movie. So that was awesome. But yeah, I was there, honey. Yes, Yes, I got to be there, sort of. I wasn't on set, but I was there the day they shot um, the scene where she's on the boat and she's covered in chum and has to throw up. And they really (laughs) covered her. They covered her in real fish guts. That was not a prop. It was actual chum. Yeah. So, and she had to run up and down screaming on a deck, literally like, 500 times. Lauren Lapkus is the reason to watch this movie. Like she is firing on all cylinders. It's cool to see her in a starring role. Like, yeah, she like everything I loved about this movie was things that she was doing. And I saw Lauren Lapkus at her fresh faces characters workshop at uh, just for laughs, like 
12 years ago. She And she's Whoa. just been crushing it ever since. She's so, so funny. She deserves uh, I'm so it. I'm so glad that she finally has a movie. Yeah, I want her to have more movies uh, written by different people, you know. <laughs> just, oh, interesting. Uh, I want the how was the writing? Her. It sounds like, wait, so the she, writing, it sounds like, does she do a lot of physical humor where like a lot of the comedic yeah. load is put on her to be like, you look stupid. You do this. You have to f- provide the physical. Oh, help, and then I the man will be static. And then David yes. Spade is standing there. But it, it's like she does it so well. It's right. I think the, the like she's doing everything that like she's really good at. She's like a great like character actor. She's great at like everything she sets up. They set up for her. She knocks out of the park. It's just like the writing of the movie isn't done with the kind of like self-awareness that her comedy is. And so like there's moments right. where you're, I'm like, I, so you can try all you want, but you're not going to get me to think that Laura Lampkiss is dumb. Like, so I'm, I'm so <laughs> nice Lampkiss part, but what is the story? Cause I just know what he, just someone is invited. The wrong person well, is Miles, invited. She's a- the wrong Missy. There. Right, well, well, I'm even having trouble like even putting this into a formula film in so my mind. So we start like, from a very believable place. Spade is hooking up with Molly Sims, the <laughs> SI Sports <laughs> Illustrated model. It's funny. All uh, the well, all the love interests in the movie are like five ten blonde, beautiful. like beautiful yeah. women. Yes, I do appreciate yes. the short king visibility in this Same. movie. Where I, it would be very easy for David. Spade to pull a Tom Cruise and not cast a tall woman opposite him, but he does so confidently, and I appreciate that. I agree, and they also were consistent across the board. Like I said, mm-hmm. like uh, Sarah Shock is five nine, Lauren is five nine. They were like, "Let's go for it." Okay, yeah. he has a type, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and it's not yeah. really like drawn attention to either. It just kind of is, which is kind of I've true like height disparity. I don't know. I'm five eleven, and like we need we need it. We need but it. So- Same. Just help me understand. So he he thinks he's inviting okay. Molly Sims somewhere. Yeah. Just mechanically. So I actually, Jamie, I don't know if you agree. I think they set that up well, like believably, that this could have happened. The text, yeah, the texting part is like the actual setup for the movie does. I wasn't expecting it to make sense, but it does make sense. Which yeah, is I have like thirty Johns named- in my phone, and I've like texted the wrong John multiple times. Yeah, like it's two women named Melissa, Missy. Yeah, he he goes on a first date, like a blind date with the Lauren character, and her name is Melissa, but she goes by Missy. The date was a mess, and then he meets another woman named Melissa at the airport. They have a little exchange, and then she sends him the contact, and I guess he saves the contact. And then he just sends her a text thinking it's the woman he just met at the airport, but it turns out to be the girl he went on the bad one date with. And they and have an exchange. And her contact is Missy also. Yes, and Melissa. So they have an exchange, and it gets pretty rapidly like, wow, this girl's pretty hot and heavy, you know? And, and so he invites <laughs> her on this retreat, kind of um, the Nick Swartzen character encourages him to do so, oh, which yes. I thought that character was really funny. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was really good. Real Rob um, is in it. The guy from <laughs> Lost is in it. Who else is in it? There's Which one? Th- Hurley. Hurley. Oh. Yeah, okay. Hurley has a moment. Um, you need a, ca- so, yeah. a Lost Roman cast Reigns. member in any Hawaii movie. Yeah. For sure. Roman Reigns yeah. is in it. Okay. Oh, um, Adam Sandler's wife, Jackie Sandler, who's a babe and a half. Oh, my God. She is hot to trot. I had never, <laughs> I had never seen her work, but she's in it, that. and she's really hot. Oh, yeah. oh, she plays the Barracuda. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I was like, damn, who's that hot lady I've never seen before? So she, Is yeah, Adam Sandler in it? 
or no, he just but produces his, it. No, he's he he's with the it. Furbies. He's he's with the yeah. He was with his Furbies when this happened. <laughs> but oh. he, you know, he, he loves to invite his friends to his party. So there's a lot of um, Adam Sandler movie, you know, character staples like Rob Schneider. Like I said, is in it. Um, you know, he likes to keep it in the fam. He keeps it close. I love that they are, you know, because his movies are generally like the movies he's making for Netflix are not ones that I would like stop everything to watch. But the fact that they're using that type of movie to like spotlight a huge woman comedic talent who like hasn't gotten a spotlight to this point is cool. Uh, I'm yeah. psyched about that. Is is Peter Dante in it? No. He's in every Adam Sandler film. Like he's always like he was. Vanilla he was the Ice quarterback. is in it. Oh, really? In many ways, this movie takes place twenty years ago. But yes, <laughs> uh, twenty year old Van- script. Vanilla Ice is in it. Uh, at at the at the end, Peter Dante isn't in it, and he should have been. <laughs> I want Adam Sandler to meet some other writers, perhaps some female writers, because there's just like. Yeah, this this movie doesn't super understand consent. The the way this movie falls on consent at multiple points, you're like, uh, who are who wrote this? And then you look it up, you're like, oh, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> but it's never yeah. it's never the fault of the performers. There's just certain story stuff that you're just like, uh, oh, that that could have used asking someone. But it's a fun right, movie. Right. Yeah. Well, we exalt the Queen Lauren Lapkus on this we show. Do. So uh, that'll be worth that'll definitely be worth checking out. Cause everything I watch her in, I'm like I'm loving because I think the last thing I saw was maybe the between two ferns thing that she was in. She was so good in yeah. that. Yeah. And then if you haven't seen her thing on characters on Netflix, it's great. Boy, if you want to be a, if you've not, I mean, I think if you're listening to podcasts, it's almost hard to not know who Lauren Lapkus is, but uh, if, you wish, need, if you need proof, check that out on Netflix. I wish that show had continued. Cause that like first yeah. season was all hitters. Like yeah. each episode. The Paul is so, Downs. So good. Paul Downs is a comedic genius. Paul yeah. Downs. I mean. Kate Berlant. Kate Berlant. So oh, yeah. Kate Berlant. The Dr. Brown episode of the characters is also super underrated. Yeah. Like it's all, it's, it was, uh, I don't, it's so stupid. That flew to me under that the radar so show. hardcore. I mm-hmm. feel Wait, like. Doc Brown has an episode of characters. No, no. It's Dr. <laughs> oh. It's Dr. Brown. He runs the Lyric Hyperion. So in some ways, he helps pay our rent. I have to personally, just because while I was watching this movie, I went to David Spade's Wikipedia page, and I just have to recommend to everyone the personal (laughs) life section of David Spade's Wikipedia page. It is a fucking ride it's an it's a roller coaster there's his assistant tried to kill him right his assistant tried to kill him in 2000 didn't realize that that's a wild paragraph then immediately told that story in howard stern a few times it's wild so then immediately after the story about how his assistant tried to kill him there's just a sentence that says in december 2005 spade donated a hundred thousand dollars to the police department of phoenix which provided firearms for the officers so he also just like bought guns for cops once you're just like this is what a wild ride (laughs) truly what a time to be alive hey Uh, militarize those local police departments spades on Jackie, it has been a pleasure having you uh, on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Um, so because my name is Jackie Johnson, which I share with a lot of people, some are which unfortunate. I don't know if you've been seeing <laughs> Jackie Johnson in the news lately because my Google alerts go crazy every day and it's not me. No, what happened? The defense attorney that let the two men who shot Ahmad Arbery off her name oh. is Jackie Johnson. 
Oh, no. oh shit! So I get a lot of uh, a lot of Google alerts, and I just want to say I have no affiliation with that woman. Um, we just share a name. But anyway, that's record, just yeah. su- yes. Suffice to say, my my uh, social medias are all different. So buckle up. But my Instagram is at Jackie Michelle Johnson, and my Twitter is at Jackie underscore Michelle, and that's with one L, sweetie. Um, and then my podcast, Nash Butte, is a beauty podcast. Jamie has been on. We did a really fun episode where we Bechtel tested, or we, we talked about movie montages, um, makeovers in movies. Some are problematic, some are not, and it was really fun. Um, Nash Butte comes out every Thursday. It's like a beauty comedy podcast, and that's it. All right. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, I have a tweet from Jen Statsky, who is queen. Um, and her tweet is the meals I cook at home where I'm like, huh, pretty good. If I were served that exact meal in a restaurant, I'd throw a brick through the window. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jamie, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamie Loftus help Instagram at Jamie Christ superstar. Uh, I don't know what to recommend. I, well, this day, this um, this episode is going to come out the day after Caitlin Durante's birthday. Oh, so uh, I would just generally recommend following my life partner Caitlin Durante at Caitlin it's a Durante. Good follow. But let's yep. just find a let's find a tweet of hers to to go along with it. Okay, here's a tweet of Caitlin Durante's that you can f- like and fave. Please comment with a picture of your cat. That's <laughs> Twitter <laughs> at Caitlin Durante. That's a real tweet she did. Uh, Miles, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Find me, follow me, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Grey, uh, and also on 420 Day Fiance. Talking about 90 Day Fiance, uh, the other mm. podcast. Some tweets that oh. I like. One is from at mom with ANS. It says, why is it safe for my kid to be in school, but too scary for Paul Manafort to be in prison? Very interesting <laughs> question. Um, and then another one is from at HXC underscore clam uh display name i am korean um and it's just it's a, it's a picture so i'm going to show everybody on the zoom what the picture looks like uh but basically the tweet says i miss doing this for two and a half uninterrupted hours at parties <laughs> and it's just this dude with mouth closed looking bored and not speaking to anybody so i think a lot of people are now even like looking back at the times they used to go out and being even like sort of clear about it being like yeah i went out but I didn't really go out. I just physically went out. A lot of introverts right. realizing who they are right now. Social anxiety makes you feel alive, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, any kind of anxiety. Ugh. Yeah. Brooks Otterlake tweeted, Bob Odenkirk has been 45 since his 20s, and he will continue to be 45 <laughs> well into his 70s. That's why we all love him. <laughs> Uh, true accurate accurate paul rust tweeted all ska and no work makes jack a rude boy um (laughs) and uzma tweeted personally i think romeo and juliet could have handled their situation better Uh, (laughs) fair yep uh michael schaub tweeted remember precedented times those ruled (laughs) i don't even remember i know those were the presidented Precedented. Oh, uh, I don't even know what that means. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what is it going to be today? What is it well, going to I mean, tomorrow inevitably will be uh, the last dance review. Uh, Michael's name was evoked during this episode already by Jackie. The last, yeah, we had the penultimate dance, and now we're here for the actual last dance. Uh, So I think why not do this track called 23 by Fortet? Um, It's from his, I think, first album, but it's just like a a track I, I was like, grew up loving. I don't know. 19 years old and that makes me feel old but this is this track's all 23 from the album pause it's got some cool uh breaks in there it's got some nice uh little guitar picking uh, you know just some nice ambient stuff to play is it dedicated to michael jordan i don't know I'm inspired know. by you, you never know i mean the song has no lyrics so i mean in your mind if you wanted to listen right. to it and imagine that uh kieran also known as fortet believed was envisioning michael then why not put throw on a michael that's Jordan what montage. i'm gonna do yeah that's what i'm that. gonna do fantastic vision mike anyone tyson jordan jackson jackson uh Jackson action. Uh, all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this Monday morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.